Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talk the Walk, Boss Rush Podcast, or Boss Rush Games, I should say, Walking Simulation Discussion Show. Mm-hmm. Our, kind of our new book club thing that we are doing, because we have got a lot of feedback on about us when we talked about what remains of either Fitch, and we just came together, and we kept talking about Walking Simulators, and it was just like, we should name a show. And so, you know, we played around with Walk the Talk. I'm like, no, let's talk, let's call it Talk the Walk because that's what we are. We're talking about walking mm-hmm. simulators. And this month, we are playing maybe the birth of walking simulators or even the term of walking simulators, Gone Home by the Fulbright Company. Um, you guys can find this on PC, PlayStation, Xbox One, and on Nintendo Switch and iOS. And I believe Android also. And, yeah, and th- uh, that's that's pretty accurate. Um, there were definitely ones before this one, but I recall this one being like the the main one that I think uh, uh, not exactly mainstream because yeah. I mean these games, you know, even the even the real gems of them, you know, they're not plastered all over the place like you know some of the the bigger titles. But this is definitely one of the first ones that people that I know weren't into walking simulators or really didn't know about them. This is one of the first ones I, I heard them starting to talk about. Yeah, I remember when it came out and people were just like, it's, it's such a different kind of genre that we're mm-hmm. experiencing. Uh, and then some people complained about the price of $15 or, or mm-hmm. it was nineteen ninety nine. Uh, But people would say that Journey kind of started off but journey is more of like a third person mm-hmm. walking simulator in a sense where this one is first person and you are in the view of our main character uh so where should we start uh because <laughs> this game we're gonna have a lot of opinions about this because this game uh i definitely got it on xbox live uh mm-hmm. go for free and I have thoughts, <laughs> but Celeste, uh, before we even get into that, I'm sorry, I didn't introduce the, uh, my guest. I know who we are by now, maybe. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Judge me is the Celestial Breast herself, Mr. Celeste Roberts. Hey, what's up, guys? This is the first walking simulator I've ever played. Mm. I played it in 2019 because it was free on PlayStation Network and my little godson, who was eight at the time, was spending the night and he was just going through the library. And my boyfriend noticed they started talking about girls kissing and didn't feel like having that conversation (laughs) with my godson. So he said, let's play (laughs) 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 Spider-Man. We'll wait till you're a little older (laughs) Mm -hmm. let you play this. But then I picked it up the next day and... I had never played anything like Gone Home, and that's what started my love for this genre. Mm. Yes. And joining us from Retrovaniacs is Billy Holiday. Welcome back, Hello there. That, it's good to be back. Uh, you know, after that first one, I, I thought it I, I thought it felt good. I was like, well, I'll have to see if they invite me back. That'll be the real <laughs> test. So, uh, so I'm glad to see I'm back. Um, but yeah, uh, this is one I was already uh, kind of hot and heavy on these, um, this, this genre, but there wasn't a lot. Um, I had played, you know, Dear Esther, um, a couple of other ones here and there. So I was really happy. And this is a really important one because this, uh, like you were hinting at the beginning, uh, a lot of people kind of consider this to be the, the big jumping off point to where this became more of a kind of accessible 
genre, both in that they, they started putting out more titles and both that they started coming to console. Um, cause before that, you know, it was kind of, it was a PC only type thing. Um, but this one, yeah, they dropped it on, on PlayStation, Xbox. You can, if you have something that plays video games, uh, you can probably get this one, uh, at this point, including on the phone, uh, which, and I, I'm one of those that, that I love this one so much. And it's like Edith Finch. If it's on something, I'll pick it up. I don't know why. I really don't. But I am saddled. <laughs> I am saddled with the iOS version of this also, uh, which, you know, if that's the only way you got to play hey, but I certainly wouldn't recommend it. But yeah, um, this was, uh, I, I think, a, a significant title. Maybe not because a lot of significant things happen in the story. But just because of what it kind of meant for walking simulators in, mm. in general. And it, it was a big, uh, big. Oh, sorry, Skype froze. It's, it's <laughs> the video Skype. Well, everybody, we're going to jump into it because your main character uh, is Katie Greenbeer. Uh, she's mm -hmm. coming from uh, across, you know, from Europe. And when she gets in, she noticed that the house is empty. Um, and mm -hmm. if you actually look at the intro, like the title, you see the house is kind of without no lights, but there's one light on. In the mm. on the on the thing, but when you actually start uh, start the game, you find out the door is locked, but you remember that there is a spare key because somehow they have a drawer with a duck inside of it. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> uh, oh, Christmas duck. <laughs> Christmas exactly. duck. That's right. <laughs> uh, you get the key and you go into the house. And once you get into the house, you are free to explore some parts of the house, but not mm -hmm. all of it. So. Yeah, yeah, and it the the art for it makes it look very creepy. The music playing, like Ed was saying, that the drawing of the game, the icon for the game, you're thinking, mm -hmm. is this going to be a horror game? How yeah. are they setting yes. me up? It's it's yeah. a dark and stormy night. Oh, they certainly. I will say this is the best best horror game where nothing horrible ever occurs. <laughs> um, it has everything. Uh, if you if you grew up watching the films, it has every trope. Uh, you're a, a young lady alone in a big house. Uh, everybody's missing. It's a dark, stormy night. Uh, you know, parts of the house are mysteriously locked up. You're having to travel through. Um, and, and I think they really play with that. Um, they definitely know it's not one of those unintentional horror games where you have to look really far into it and kind of mm -hmm. draw straws to come up with it. They knew what they were doing. And this game does a, a tremendous job uh, setting up a, a great atmosphere throughout. Speaking of Christmas duck on uh, Xbox or PlayStation, did anybody uh, pick up that achievement or that trophy for the Christmas duck? I did. This, this mm -hmm. is my second playthrough because I, I read about it and I was really disappointed in myself for not bringing Christmas duck home. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe that's what the, the gone home is all about Christmas Duck's journey <laughs> <laughs> to, to his nest from the front porch. Uh, yeah. Not to spoil it for anybody listening who hasn't played the game, but there is a there's a place where you can put Christmas Duck. Yes, there's a there's a place very late in the game. Um, and essentially, you know, you have to take him from the very beginning 
to this spot at the end, which, which I thought was amusing. And it's mm-hmm. just, and it goes to show um, that there are so many little details throughout this game. Yes. Um, and really, this is a unique one. In, and it, Edith Finch was to an extent, but I, I feel like they told you more. This one, there is a lot of story here to unpack. There are several different stories here, but it's just a matter of how much you want to explore. Because I know people that have played through this and they know, which I'm sure it's going to be, it's going to be spoiled thoroughly throughout this thing. So if you haven't played it, you know, come back to us in a minute. It only (laughs) takes a couple hours. Take a couple hours of play and come back to us. Or um, Or it may take a minute. It could take a minute. It could take a literal minute. <laughs> it yes. could take a minute, in which case you're, yeah, this is still going to spoil you pretty <laughs> heavy though. But um, yeah, this is one of those, um, and it's really unique depending on the amount of time that you put into it. You could mm-hmm. follow um, two or three different stories throughout that you would miss completely otherwise if you were just focused on going from one kind of objective to the next. So I love the way that was laid out. Yes. So um, you come home to uh, Indie House, like we said, mm-hmm. and it kind of, uh, the story uh, like revolves around uh, Sam, who is mm-hmm. her sister, the main character's sister, and then you mm-hmm. have her dad, Richard, and her Terrence. mom. Terrence. 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 Mm-hmm. Richard is the, uh, is the dad. Terrence. Richard is Terrence's dad. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, you got the mom, Valerie, I believe. That's Janice. 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 Why did I think it was Valerie? Oh, sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> and, and it kind of revolves around another character named Oscar. Um, mm-hmm. That there are some things with Oscar. And it's, he, it's a hit that he's hunting the house, but it's not mm-hmm. sure with the music and sound effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely it's weird because when you're in the house it's, it starts thundering and raining and stuff. Yeah. So you like you said, uh, Billy, you get the spooky atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But you really are just searching the house trying to figure out why nobody is home. And yeah. you kind of hear uh, the narrative through Sam's voice telling you what's been going on and you got to mm-hmm. put the pieces out um, for it. Uh, what's cool about this game is though, is that you, when you go places, if you highlight something, if you're mm-hmm. playing the Xbox one version, you hear the right trigger and you pick up stuff and then mm-hmm. you can examine it, look at it or put it down. Mm-hmm. And you pretty much do that throughout the house. Um, and the linear part comes from when you pick up certain items and you hear Sam telling what is going on but th- the plot if you want to call it kind of thick is because there there's some things that deal with love some things that deals with um, finding out stuff about care about the characters mm-hmm. and about themselves and stuff so I before I, I want to do Sam last I kind of want to get into Terrence um, mm-hmm. the dad because he is a character that we see this picture and we know that he's an author. He used to review mm-hmm. electronic stuff, but he also has been writing books. Um, and he kind of gone through a rejection time. Yeah. But there are other stuff that is happening to him. So I want to get your guys' opinion. What did you think of how the Fulbright Company wrote Terrence, how, how they portrayed him? 
I think Terrence is definitely the one, if you really dig throughout the game, has a a pretty, you know, pretty good arc to it. Um, but it's all, they're not going to get of it. Um, it's like you're saying, the the only story you'll get, which we'll get to later, is Sam. Sam is the mm-hmm. only story that is, is put upon you as you play through. With Terrence... Um, you, you, you know, kind of your original hints are you'll find tons of copies of his books laying around. Um, so you, you get down, okay, as an author, um, you know, he's got a, a books that look like they've been published. So you're thinking, okay, this may be a success, big house. I want the, I want the damn houses these people have in these games. That Edith Finch house, this house, man. These are some nice houses, but um, so you're like, all right, big house. Uh, you know, he's got these published books. Must be a successful writer. Um, and then as you go through, you will see, yeah, like I was talking about, there are um, uh, kind of I don't know if he he started off pretty hot to begin with, but there are you know rejection letters. Obviously, um, the the series he's working on. Uh, is not which involve you know going back to the uh, time traveler you know going to 1963 to prevent uh, JFK assassination. Um, you know you'll find that he his other entries I guess aren't doing so well. He's he's starting to get rejected. I think he gets dropped uh, from his company. And at the time we find him, he is sort of uh, and, and I imagine it's a huge blow probably. Uh, ego wise to go from being a, you know, a published author to, you know, this company kind of throws him a pity job of, you know, writing reviews for, you know, electronics and things like that. So that's, that's obviously a big drop career wise he's going mm-hmm. through. Um, but uh, you also find that he has inherited this house um, from Oscar. And I don't know how long they've been in it. Cause it's still, the, the thing looks like it's, you know, maybe a quarter lived in. Uh, there's still boxes absolutely uh, everywhere. So it's it seems that it's supposed to be, I think, nine months to a year because there are parts that yeah. says like 1994. And yeah. so if they got that from 1994, you kind of figure like, okay, mm-hmm. what's going on? Because it is 1995. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. about a year or so. So I'm thinking like nine months because I even put yeah. in our chat to Celeste. I'm like, why is there still boxes in this oh, house? Yeah. <laughs> why haven't they unpacked the stuff? Yeah. It, we- it, it is funny that you mentioned Edith Fish house because it's just like the thing with Edith Fish is, okay, it had all of these rooms and stuff built to it. And my mm-hmm. thing was, there are so many books everywhere. <laughs> and yeah. then this one is just like, there are books, but I'm like, y'all still are unfinished. And second of all, people, clear your houses. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is going on? What is with these? Well, I haven't played Firewatch yet. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like, why is it just like areas that look like they didn't do no cleaning? Like, you come to yeah. a house, it's messy. Just like, what's what's going on? Yeah. And, and uh, I thought about that, that the, uh, the, you know, the lack of unpacking. But I, I think it might, it might make sense um, as you play through and discover more that the, this family had um, a lot going on. I think everyone individually um, had a lot on their plate. So I, I, I'm thinking maybe that's a direction they were going in to kind of show, um, you know, that the family is having trouble kind of kind of moving forward. 
maybe i you know i think maybe that's a little symbolism you know house mm-hmm. full of house full of you know unpacked boxes you know they're having trouble kind of progressing along um and, and we find out that yeah there are a lot more things we'll go into it and a lot of them involve um oscar the 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 perhaps ghost of the house um when it comes to, to terrence it takes you down some dark roads which we'll discuss um but yeah um but to to terrence um you know, he, he's writing these reviews, but he's putting a little bit more into them. Like he's putting a lot of like personal anecdotes and stories mm-hmm. into it. So those aren't really quite what they want either. Um, you can tell that he's he's a very creative person and he's kind of stifled with something as simple as just, you know, kind of it, it's very mechanical, just writing reviews for things. Yeah. Um, so maybe he's he's really not express himself like that uh, and you get the feeling that, that that he and we'll talk more about it that he is maybe um going through a bit of a crisis and feelings a lot of repressed emotions um possibly uh, as we'll discuss from being back in this t- oh no it cut you out a little bit billy Oh, it's okay. We just, uh, what, so what you were saying, being back in the house, we'll do what? Oh, that was the end for me. I wrapped oh. it up. I said that it ended yeah. perfect time, but yeah, I, I just think that the, um, and you'll find more as you explore through, um, that why being in this house might, uh, weigh on him a little bit emotionally. Celeste, what are your thoughts about Terrence? Terrence, I, I feel really bad for him, as we will go through later. And I, I want to say the first time I played this game, what we're going to talk about that likely happened to him did not occur to me the first time. So I feel bad for him because he also feels like he's a shadow to his father. His father was mm-hmm. an English professor. He has a PhD. He was a prolific researcher. You can find a copy of his book, exploring James Joyce. There's a Mm -hmm. portrait of his father in the basement with Mm -hmm. the face torn out. So you're wondering, was this intentional? Did they drop it while moving? Did did Terrence or Terry, whatever you want to call him, did he punch it out? Did he kick it out out of frustration? Because his father reviews his books, which are about saving JFK. Terrence is very obsessed with the year 1963 for good reason. Mm His father calls it derivative. He thinks he can do better. And in Terrence's office, you see post-its notes that say you can do better. You can do better. Mm. These sorts of details are very easy to miss if you just fly through the game. But the implicit storytelling in this game is where it shines. It's very important if you want a more in-depth look at the family. And Mm. so obviously Richard, who is Terrence's dad, he's good with writing in, in English and literature. Terrence is good with it, as well as Sam. Yes. Terrence's mm-hmm. younger younger daughter. She mm-hmm. loves to write. She's into creative writing. Terrence and Terrence is is struggling. I feel really bad for him, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel for him that we find out. Yes. 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 So uh, my thing with Terrence was uh, my first playthrough. I didn't pick up a lot of the things about him. I just mm-hmm. I really thought that you know, he was just this author and, you know, he was um, 
for this person who was getting these reviews and stuff. And I and then after that, I didn't really pay attention on my first playthrough. And then when I played it again and started, you know, paying more attention to it, you know, I was just like, okay, um, he's going through some things. Uh, and I'm just like, I still did, I still wasn't getting him as a character. But then, like talking to you guys and thinking about, it, I'm just like, okay, yeah, he did go through something and seeing that when uh later on when he gets to the basement there's a certain part of that environment that Mm. plays a major role into why he is the way he is Mm. and everything and it it kind of do it's make you think why he's writing these books and why is it connected to this one little part one little section of the game You really don't. You really don't think about that be, to be like, man, he is struggling. He is struggling with something, you know, this mental problem. Not saying that he's like mentally crazy or anything, but I'm just like, there was there's something that's been damaged to his mental state that affects his livelihood and his mm-hmm. workforce. He's been traumatized. Which, <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. and he hasn't had a chance to. Uh, come out from it, overcome it, and come out from that, and really say something mm-hmm. about it. And it's kind of, it, it's kind of like when you find out uh, what's going on between him and his wife, um, and how this 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 could have played a part if they written this way with Sam um, later on. Uh, it mm. could have actually did something to to play that but it didn't go that far and i was just like okay cool it was just it's like you said celeste it's really kind of sad that when you find out some of the backstory about terrence you kind of feel for him you kind of have this um this it's not it could be emotional but it's more such a moral thing and to be like man or ethics thing i should say that man i'm like you shouldn't have been treated this way at the age that you were and you haven't had time to you know i understand that it happened and it sucks that it happened but you haven't given you weren't given a outlet to recover from this to use Mm. that outlet for him to recover so we kind of see what happens to him going into his writing in a sense and yes. why probably some of his reviews and his books haven't been doing so well or at one point were doing so well but there all of that has kind of changed because mm. he hasn't like really released emotional thing emotional part of him and when you kind of find out what happens with him and his wife or, and what they're doing you kind of think about it uh because uh me and Celeste was talking in the chat i was just like maybe if this thing happened and i wonder if his wife was going to find out maybe he'll have this breakthrough that he Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you also have to look at the time period too that what happened to him happened a lot of families were very hush hush about those kinds Mm -hmm. of things Mm -hmm. in fact i he is very fortunate that his parents at least removed themselves from the problem completely Mm -hmm. he was very fortunate and i find with men especially it's getting better as time goes on with those kinds of situations the trauma that they endure a lot of men have trouble talking about their feelings especially Mm. someone of Mm. his age born in 1950 1951 
Mm-hmm. to work through. I I don't, therapy of course was around, but it was seen as a sign of weakness to go talk to someone about your problems. So it's evidenced mm. in his writing. His writing is his therapy. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things the review magazine, the electronics review magazine chastises him for. You're mm-hmm. putting too many personal anecdotes in here. The general public, not that they're dumb, but they just want is this <laughs> a good radio or is it a yeah. bad radio? Yeah. So yeah. So- so yeah, and we're gonna and we're gonna touch about because that's one thing that you didn't expect to play a part in this in this, but it's a mm-hmm. big thing that plays a part with him. And everybody have to remember that when you're coming with a modern thought for something that hap- that would have been happening in the past, like you said, Celeste, you know, at that time this is 1995, and trying to use 2020s logic and mm-hmm. and ideal and, and question and reasoning stuff for that it doesn't match. Like you said, yeah. that was a therapy was a sign of weakness for men if mm-hmm. they went. Now you see therapy in a whole different light for pretty much men, women, children. Like uh, mm-hmm. mental mental health in 2020 is a big thing. It wasn't such a big thing because there was a fear of it in 1995. Yeah, um, yeah which which is crazy. Which is crazy because you think back, it's like you know this isn't like the the eight. So it's crazy to think, just mm-hmm. as an aside from the game, like how far. When you go back and you're playing through this game and you're thinking to yourself, I mean, if, you know, if they all had cell phones, this thing would be over for like 30 <laughs> seconds. You know, the, the game. <laughs> yeah, right. right there, right there. When she first walks in, she texts her mom, hey, where are you?